Here we are, and welcome to another episode of the Friday Night Movie Podcast, where we laughed, where we last left you. I have such a hard time saying where we last left you. Lily had just had a baby, but unbeknownst to us and her at the time, she would go back to the hospital many more times, and thank goodness is alive. We're not even joking. Thank goodness you're alive, Lily. Welcome back. Thank you. You uh, scared all of us there a little. She likes a good flare of drama. It's something Lily and I texted about a lot. Like, she likes to have a little extra dramatic ending to everything. Yeah. Yeah, you're talking about the kid who'd who'd get, like, hives when mom and dad went out to dinner. Right. Everything needs, like, another... Yeah, she's like, oh, Becky, oh, Becky, you almost hemorrhaged and got a balloon. <laughs> I'm going to I'm gonna oh. do it bigger and scarier and during COVID. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. The Corman girls, we like a good hemorrhage here and there. Oh, my God. Thank Where's... God you're okay, Lily. A little near-death experience to make you appreciate life. And... Was, yeah, a bit scary. Like, you know, it's no, you know, birthing a human is no joke. And feel very grateful that I had access to an incredible medical team that saved my situation relatively quickly, um, considering, you know, it could have been much worse. So, uh, yeah, so now I'm still recovering, but um, doing much, much better. And your baby, and, Mr. Asher Rain? He's doing great. Yeah, he's yeah, fine. Luckily, that kid's just like eating yeah, and growing. Eating all the time. He's the size of a toddler. As they say, Kanehara. <laughs> yeah. Baby can eat. No, thank God he's okay. Yeah, it was me that it was touch and go there for a second, but but we're back. You which again some... which again, I talked to Becky and Becky and I were we were we were we were supporting each other during it. And we were really, I mean, we were really worried about you. We didn't want to tell you how worried we were because we knew you'd be stressed. But, like, I partially am, am I, I realized Becky was upset also didn't because I didn't realize how I, worried people should be about it, me. Um, it is like, my doctor, I, the next day when I saw my doctor, she was like, so, like, this is how people die. And I was like, whoa, way to start the conversation. <laughs> I was like, what are you talking yeah. about? She's like, yeah. It was a little bit more difficult than we thought. Like, and huh. I think, you know, Becky and I, we were really worried about you. So we call each other to talk about it. And I, Becky, you know, loves you and is really upset and worried. But I also think it maybe dawned on her that if something happens to you, she's stuck alone with me. And she seemed very, very stressed no, out. That's not the deal with the universe. That is not, <laughs> that is not the deal we made. And we are joking about this because we... That's how we cope. That's how we're coping. (laughs) We're so glad Lily's okay. But I feel like anyone who's my friend knows that the more I joke about something, the more terrified I am of it. So there we go. So thank goodness you're okay. All right. Then I want to also just remind people to rate and review the show. It really helps us. And I have been counseled that it's good to do this at the top of the show after you announce the big news. I was about to say, I also like that you did that right after like telling this terrible. That's what I'm saying. Story. Like, do it after the big news. Let's so there's like a little, the there's like a little guilt in there as well. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you know, but thank, you know, and then I want to start off the show with just reporting to you all on a little bit of stuff we've been watching, but but more so the reaction. Do you, do you all remember the Three Musketeers movie from the 90s? Uh, yeah, with Chris. Wait, hold on, hold on. Don't mention who's in it because oh. your friend Danielle Stein, who is going to get a top of the episode shout out. We were on a Zoom call, Allie, me, Big Josh, and her. 
at Josh, of course, of Josh's complaints. And we were telling them how we watched it with the kids on Disney+. Plus. And her answer was, oh, yeah, I know that movie. It stars Kevin Connolly, Brian Adams, and... What? throwing, like, <laughs> random names. Brian Adams. <laughs> oh, where is Brian Adams? And so I just thought that was so perfect because I, so then I made a meme for her Movie. that I sent her of Kevin Connolly from Entourage, <laughs> like the guy who plays Eric. Yeah, yeah. And then Brian Adams in his like full everything I do, do for you hair, even though he did do the song for this movie. And then I just figured who else would be perfect for this because if she continued to guess and mess it up, she would have definitely guessed Emilio Estevez because <laughs> Charlie Sheen's in the movie. So I put him in it too. So Stein has recast the Three Musketeers of the 90s as Kevin Connolly. <laughs> Probably as D'Artagnan, I guess. I don't know. But it was Chris O'Donnell. Yes. Oliver Platt. Yeah. Charlie Sheen. And I don't know, was John Malkovich in that movie? Like, no, no, that's remember. Man in the Iron that's Mask, the which is the same characters. <laughs> Come on. And it's like the fake sequel to the movie because it takes place a few years later with all the same characters, but it's not really the same. Uh, so then who's no, the, it's, it's who's... Kiefer. Kiefer plays Athos, the like very serious one. So there's really Kiefer? four? So there's Kiefer? four musketeers? Yeah, D'Artagnan is the There are four. three musketeers. D'Artagnan comes to join the musketeers, but there are three left. And the, so, but so by there's the four. End of, but by the end of the movie, there's four. <laughs> there's four. My kids were very confused about this too. They're like, why isn't it the four? And, and it's Kiefer Sutherland is last. Oh, I'm gonna give that a rewatch. I it's, loved that movie. You, you love that movie. It's very I clear. Did. It's very clear with that movie. People were like, okay, so people will go see Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves. They do not care about the accents, like remotely. And they like the swords, but but it's a little bit scary. So let's make a version with a Brian Adams song and some hot stars of the day completely disregard what country anyone is from with the accents. And and but we'll just put less like witchcraft and human sacrifice in it and make it a little bit more Disney. And honestly, it was a lovable, fun experience. I remember that as a child. And it has so many fun. I just imagine watching it with mom and her going, this is a swashbuckler. And I kept <gasps> and I kept saying that during the I was like, kids, this is a swashbuckler. Like, what are you talking about? I'm like, this is how they made movies in the olden days with horse, with people falling in the hay and, you know. And jumping from horse to horse and sword fights and anyways at first uh, of course they were right, terrified but in the end they liked it oh that's awesome i gotta i gotta give that a rewatch and then we made them watch the music the music video with rod stewart sting and brian adams and i kept thinking that, that just seems like, like an unnecessary trio right because <laughs> oh. like that seems like a lot They're of They're all wearing extremely tight pants in this video. But I thought that it had clips from the movie in it. So it was going to be a sort of like recap of the movie, the way the Everything I Do It For, I do it mm. for You video was. Whatever version I found online was not. It was just <laughs> them like in a studio looking cool. Oh, I also feel like I need to give Prince of Thieves oh. a rewatch. That's a classic, classic Kevin Costner. And, and I'll say later today, I am going to go out and probably put together like a little package to mail Lily with Please some don't. stuff. Please don't. Please don't. <laughs> don't. Just order but... it to my house and I'll mail it. Just do that. <laughs> Why would you say that, Lily? Because you have like what we've now confirmed. <laughs> I want to find like, the if photo. It's an I if there's an isolated incident, you can't be blamed for something, right? It could be an accident. <laughs> you know, it could be, there's so many excuses. 
it gets and Shai's so defensive. I don't know if people know this about him. He's <laughs> so sensy. He's with, a sensy and he's defensive, which he gets from mom. No, okay. but with mom. And, it's very specifically with mom. But I don't in general, my you're life also to, pretty defensive, like with your siblings. So yeah, but not like okay. re- in my regular life, I'm pretty mellow about that stuff. But with mom in particular, I'm very defensive. The point is that like you get so defensive. However, we're now past the point where you have no choice <laughs> but to admit it. Like, you have a problem, and you should not be in charge of anything that needs to be packaged, wrapped, <laughs> sent, mailed. Have you seen including me wrap a writing package? the address? Including <laughs> writing the address on the package. Have you seen me wrap oh a package? Oh my god! What I a still disaster! So what happened? In- I'm you want me to tell the story? I thought you had no, a story no, to tell. You should t- no, you tell the story. I'll tell the story. I, because Shai I'm, sends me a package. No, of, no. Start with the part where you ordered. No, no, You no, ordered no, no, like no, no, one no. thing I'm going to start with the part. No, I'm going to start with the part. <laughs> no, and then mom and dad sent Spain. Every- no, pandemic <laughs> operation sends stuff to Spain begins with you sending Transformers months ago. And it was odd that it took like a month and a half for the package to come and it was held up in customs for so long and it was like a whole big thing, but eventually got here. So we were like, bravo, Shah, you did it. You crossed international borders with a package. We were so proud of you because we didn't really know how this was going to go. Then Becky sends a package. And I was like, oh, Beck, man, it took Shy a month and a half. Very like, nerve-wracking. Really careful. It was like really nerve-wracking. It was going to cost you. did like a whole thing where you bought a box. You got to fill it as much as you wanted. And they charge you a set fee. And I was like, oh, no, I'm not sure. I think Shy UPSed his for like a bajillion dollars. I was like, you be careful. Becky's gets here in 13 days. <laughs> in one piece, no customs, nothing. And we're like, Jesus, what is going on? And then we realized it's because Shai repackaged all that stuff in an old Amazon box. So when we wrote, when he wrote on the package, it's like used toys. They're like, this is bullshit. This is an Amazon package. that somebody paid for. <laughs> strike one. Then Becky gives Shai the brilliant idea that you could fill up these you know, normal postal service boxes. That that's a possibility. So mom and dad, gravely mistaken. Flat rate boxes, right? Uh, Shout out to the- Let's be clear. Give mom and dad a finger. They take your whole arm. It wasn't like, let's throw a few extra things. House. 25 packages. To send. Becky, I don't know if you know this story. So Shai, instead of getting the gigantic box- through- Wait. Our WhatsApp chat where we regularly get photos of random things that show up at Shai's house. And the assumption is just that it's mom and dad ordering things to his house that he's then going to send them. Well, get this, Becky. So Shai then gets the box. Like, he gets all these packages. It's not that many, by the way, Becky. You know Shai's a good exaggerator. So mom and dad sent a bunch of stuff. I ordered like a few things. a UPS things. store at Christmas. Okay. And so Shai doesn't stop complaining. Like, can't, like, avoid it. He's just complaining <laughs> about this the entire time. Like, oh, my God, I can't believe I have to stand here and have somebody bring packages to my house. I can't believe I have to recycle the boxes. And then he goes to the post office, and he finds the smallest <laughs> flat rate box you can possibly It was purchase. the large one. They were called large. I think he went in and was like, can I have the three smallest boxes? <laughs> and he pays the, like, expensive flat rate fee for a box that's a third of what Becky sent. <laughs> 
He puts three things in each box, Becky. I did not. Like, I the, no, but the reason why I was very no, no, careful. He, like, if he is, felt bad, like that maybe the Transformers that were in there would feel squished. He's like, what if they <laughs> lost your phone big on their way over? No, no, overseas. because when I sent Becky a package and I filled it up to the top, it, the package. It exploded. <laughs> And they have to bring I'm it to her and it's looking through my phone box. to find that photograph <laughs> to post with this episode. It's I still have a plastic bin on my front porch from the post office because basically what the post office just did is they just dumped the contents in a plastic box. <laughs> so nice of them. And brought it to my app. Like yeah, people were like, how much oh, stuff no. was missing? People are like, oh, no, mail fraud, mail fraud. They're not going to be able to vote for the president, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, they brought Becky shoes from Arlington and a plastic box. These people can handle some mail-in ballots. Like, (laughs) they should have thrown Becky's package out that Shai sent her. No, 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 no. To be clear, I have a lot of single shoes, only half of the pair. That's not the the Postal Service's fault. That's Shai's fault. No, it's Shai's because he split all the shoes between the two boxes. I don't know. It doesn't even make sense. Anyways, no, I just so, it was definitely a screw it, get it back at the airport situation. I just like there was this pile of stuff. I just threw it into bat boxes the way it would fit. Right. Yes, we could tell. So and then, I can tell there's stuff in my package that was not meant to be mailed, but was just oh, in really? the vicinity of the stuff that Shy was packing. And so I ended up in the box one hundred percent. One hundred percent, Lily. So okay, wait. So then so Shy's like, Okay, I wanna like get your reaction for unboxing. No, only two of the three packages made it here. He did not put my full address on the box. Did the third one come yet? Nope. Can't find it. Because it doesn't have my apartment number. Should I just assume, <laughs> like everything in, is like the states were just houses? He's like, you only need no. one number on your address. No. And I'm like, no, but I find you if they have to drop it at your building and they have your name. Yeah, so give the poor postal worker more work. Like, <laughs> no, but I didn't know you have an apartment mind. number. What, where do you think I like? I live in an apartment building. Apartment building. You've lived in apartment buildings, Shai. They yeah, have apartment but it's numbers. Spain, okay. I just yes. figured that in your small town but they know your name it, and they just bring it to you. It's not a scavenger hunt for the, the postal way, worker. For God's sake, they have that, to find me. That is what happened, though. Yeah, I mean, I feel like isn't that what happened? The guy knew you and he just brought it to you. No, he went to the bookstore next door and he was like, "Do you know if this person lives in that building?" And they're like, "There's a foreigner that lives there. Try her apartment." <laughs> Only she would be dumb enough to have but somebody. But it has your name and your address. Book. It's just missing. Anyways, okay. Anyways, the point is this: is that Becky, I'm unboxing, and the first thing in one of the boxes is the tiniest gap <laughs> jumper that, like, only someone as teeny tiny as Allison Shy's wife could wear. Which, by the way, when I packed it, I was like. I'm so glad I got Lily's maternity clothes. I would actually tell maternity. Them most, this is like, Lily... looks like doll clothing. <laughs> I'm going to be maternity clothing for a woman who looked like I basically had twins, but there's only one baby in there. It was like doll clothing. And then the tiniest little underwear that looks like it's for a Barbie. It probably would fit Asher though. (laughs) It might fit my kid. But then I'm looking at it and I'm like, the guy sent something that Allie ordered from the Gap all the way to Spain. You and have then, problems. And then, and then Allie, I told Allie, you, Allie was behind whatever. you. you Ali was behind yeah. you when you sent that video, and she's like, "That's where my jumper went. I have been looking for it for weeks <laughs> and feeling like such a moron because the Gap said it was delivered, but I couldn't find it." Shy, I think you have to just take this. I one told on you, the he just grabs You're things that are in the vicinity of the box. When it's and somehow he's like yelling at everyone and complaining, which is hilarious. Um, and now a public service announcement. 
uh, potatoes can kill. Uh, we, <laughs> Allie, go, uh, we had been buying potatoes to use in the air fryer. Tell, make sure mom knows this, okay? Because okay. I only was buying You're not supposed potatoes. to eat the green ones. Yeah, I was buying potatoes just because mom bought us an air fryer. And so, of course, you know me. I stockpiled potatoes in the basement. Well, Allie comes downstairs and tells me there's black sludge in our basement. Uh, you know, we're worried it was black mold. No, it was coming from the potatoes. So we start cleaning it up, and there's this really bad smell. And then I Googled it, and apparently not only can potatoes rot, but what they rot into is, like, poison gas. And they, like, like it's like... You know, people. Here's an idea: Don't leave rotting potatoes in your basement. I didn't. I didn't remember they were there. Anyways, the point oh is, God. it's clean now. We bought a lot of. Fans. Clearly, you should only buy packaged food. Do you have an? No, it was in a package. It melted through the package. <laughs> <laughs> it ate the pack. Just people, keep your potatoes in fresh. A... Fresh, yes, and then if not, keep them in place with ventilation. But speaking of things getting killed, uh, or not getting killed, I guess, uh, of of gross things. The Boys is back and has a lot of gross things in it. And we've now watched episodes one through four. I, by the way, love that they did three at the beginning and then are dropping them once a week because I feel like there's so much content. This gives me an order in which I can watch this. I don't feel like i got to stop what I'm doing to binge the whole show. Mm-hmm. So we're on. The- they gave you enough at the top that you feel satisfied after waiting. Exactly. So like there was like a mini binge and now I'm okay waiting once a week. I think this is a great approach, especially when everyone's in their house all the time. It's like allows me to prioritize. But the show picks up uh, where I like I didn't remember. I mean, I saw the show fairly recently. I did not remember much. Did you remember much about where the show picked up? Uh, it more or less. Yeah, I remember. I remember really the first season. So. I remembered the gist. But I remember Elizabeth's shoe got melted. Yeah, right. I remember like that. I remember like the big reveals, but there's just like major scenes that are referenced in season two that I don't, I know they happen, but I don't remember what happened in them. I really could have used a season, like, I know they did a season one recap, but I felt like they left out. Like I, I feel like I need to go back. And I think you can episodes. actually find it somewhere on Amazon, but like that, should, they should just put it. It in wasn't. It wasn't a good enough recap for me. Like there's major. A- yeah. Anyways, we find the boys. We find the boys. I guess hanging out in some like opium den. I, they're hiding out. without the butcher. And Homelander had a son with his wife that probably is a superhero or something. And Huey and. Annie, okay, Starlight are trying to figure out how to expose Compound V and Vought because they think that'll bring Vought down. By the way, now we're going to go full into spoilers, so catch up on the boys. You only have to watch four episodes. I feel like that's totally doable. And uh, then going it's on Amazon forward, Prime, by the way, Amazon Prime, yeah. And there's a new there's a new member of the Seven Stormfront, played by Aya Cash from You're the Worst, aka Gretch, who is. Fantastic. She's just yeah. She's actor. perfectly cast for it. She's perfectly. a great addition. She's yeah. a much needed addition. Yeah. And and she's been brought into I guess balance the villainness of Homelander. Like Homelander has to have some kind of threat, and because he's so overpowered in his powers, so I so she's now brought in, and she's got an angle that she's playing. We'll get to that, and then. Butcher is trying to go and find his wife, who he realizes is now alive, who is living in some crazy compound. In the meantime, Komoko, uh, uh, K- Kamiko, 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 sorry, Kamiko, 
who has now recovered quite a bit from the horrific abuse and like human trafficking she but she's still still traumatized but a a super terrorist i guess is what they're calling it or super villain depending on which character well that's a great bit that is a great bit actually that they that they are keeping up is that homelander wants them referred to as super villains but everyone else calls them super terrorists yeah and and now and 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 so and so her brother is now introduced at, at a certain point in the first couple episodes. And then we'll get we'll get through this, but I'm just kind of setting the scene as a ideological anti-establishment, anti-American terrorist who has superpowers, uh, but he's also loves his sister, and they kind of reunite for a short period. And uh, the and and anyways, stuff happens. Almost like now we're getting to the level of the plot where like it doesn't really matter. But what what I think this show gets back to right away to bring you back into it is they just start killing characters. Like, like you just see, like, a few very, very extreme kills. I, okay, yeah. So if you're going to watch this show, I think even more so in season two, you have to watch it knowing that or I guess to some extent being okay with, like, the – the kills in this are very strange, very disturbing, extremely over the top. It, I think it goes beyond satire into grotesque. Mm. We can debate But they're that. also played for laughs in the show. That's what I'm saying. Right? Like like when they blow up this that... poor woman's head and they splatter Huey with blood again, which is exactly what well, happens in the first episode. episode. Oh, I couldn't help but laugh, but like, wow, this guy's always getting splattered with blood. Right, but I'm saying it's it it pushes it really pushes the the joke like the the killing for the joke i think it still it kind of just barely lives in that place where it's for a laugh but it like also makes me nauseous you know yeah, it, it, the it, whale it, thing was like very upsetting well well so to play it was hilarious. Yeah, so I mean, to play it's it, clearly not real. So, I know, so, but it's so sad. So to play it light, I love again, when Homelander. Uh, no, I love when I think it's Butcher that's like, "Come on, Pinocchio." Pinocchio, yeah. Oh, Pinocchio. Yeah. So, so let's start in like a sort of darkly funny place, and then we'll talk about overall reactions. But so I'm going to throw out a couple of the major kills, okay? But if you have another one, by all means. The CIA lady whose head just explodes out of nowhere at the end of the first episode, which I guess she's killed by Kamiko's brother. I guess that's who blows up her head. I don't know. No. We no, don't know who. We think Stormfront. No? No. No. We, no I, she was nowhere near there. No. They think Why it would it be Kamiko's brother? Because I think the, the super CIA. terrorist was. I don't know. Who else could. No, they think it was someone. Well, that's someone not his power. It's someone working for Vought. It could uh, even be someone working for. Well, yeah, we think right. it was someone working for Vought that saw that she was getting close to. See, Whatever. I can't even follow. Whatever. Right. So, so, anyways, her head blows up. Then there was the whale, uh, where the deep tries to block the good guys on a boat if they are in good guys, but the boys, and they. Instead of stopping, they drive the boat right through the whale. And that's where Lily's talking about. Huey's stuck in the whale, splattered with guts. <laughs> he won't get out. <laughs> he, calls, he won't get out. He calls him Pinocchio. That was pretty funny. Then you have a, a, a darker kill, Kimiko's brother, um, who gets just, like, ripped apart by 
Stormfront, and that's when you Stormfront reveals that not only does she have indifference to human life, but she's a racist and a piece of garbage, which, again, props to Aya Cash for delivering that performance that way, right? Because she nails the character. And then there's a dude whose head gets sort of, like, snapped off by Kamiko, and then... There when, was the, who, who is that? I don't know. He's the guy who's from the terrorist organization. When they're going to find her brother, she like goes into an office oh, and pulls that okay. guy's head like right off. Uh, right off, yeah. And then there is the snapping of the neck of Homelander. Who there's like a guy who can shapeshift, and he's shapeshifted doppelganger. as doppelganger. Doppelganger and Homelander like twist and like breaks his neck like a doll. So of those, what is your favorite? Now I sort of was being funny at first, but like favorite can mean. Can be funniest. It can serve the plot. Like, where? Which one of those to you like brought the most value? The most surprising was a CIA agent. I didn't expect that. Like Esposito Mm -hmm. getting her head blown Mm -hmm. off. I was just like, what? Like that shocked me. The whale. I was like, damn. Like the production, the whole thing (laughs) that they actually did it. I had seen uh, Jack Quaid reference it on Instagram the day before, but you couldn't really tell what it was. At, uh, the day before it was released I think and so I was like where is he in like like a heart like he look he's all gooey and stuff and then when I saw the scene and and MM won't um leave without him or whatever um I was like oh yeah that that's pretty funny so, the best is the deep the deeps well because the deep I mean shit. the thing is is the deep who who has really had funny. like who who is really a putz And there's, like, a running bit about how his power of being able to talk to animals is just, like, so stupid. Right. But here he is. He's got, like, an army of dolphins and sharks chasing them. And then he gives, like, the superhero look and comes across the the front. And he's standing on the whale like he's going to save the day. And then Butcher just drives, like, right through it. And he doesn't catch them because he's worried about the whale. And it's just a reinforcing of how the deep is... Like not like the humiliation of the deep as a character, which I thought was really, really funny in terms of the actual like like that was fun. But I don't think the deep is particularly important to the story overall or he hasn't proven to be. So I'm going to go, though, with my quote unquote favorite, meaning the one that I thought served the plot the most would be. it was going to be Homelander killing his doppelganger, but the reality is, is I think it's Stormfront killing Kimiko's brother because it is that moment in which you are – it is confirmed. Like we all knew she was going to be bad and Aya Cash had said my character's the villain, you know. But it is so brutal and so mean and so vicious and then it takes this further level of being racist that it 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 has to – it establish her as a legit villain, which – the show needs otherwise homeland is just homelander is just the only invincible bad guy angle of this right and i think there's also something to be said that homelander is so despicable despicable and horrible that the only way to maybe make his care but he's such i mean tony star so great that there's only the only way to like make this um make his character more useful or more productive i think for the story is if there's they have a common enemy you know what i mean yeah and he now has two enemies because you have giancarlo esposito you have giancarlo esposito who is the head edgar stan Uh edgar and he's uh, first of all that guy is just one of the best actors ever and in this role he is perfection as like the emperor 
I want to say my favorite kill was the head exploding because it I genuinely like jumped out of my right. seat and yelped <laughs> and none of the other ones did that to me and it is a callback to the first episode of the first season Huey again and I think that makes it actually I feel like in that way it's it's comedic because they're doing a callback whereas the other ones are grotesque or vicious or sad and they're not and that's okay because like they serve the purpose of the story in different ways like you each make good points but um but that first one was to me actually funny because of how it it calls back to that first episode um and this is the it's the first episode of the second season when that when this happens so. And and Beck, how are you overall feeling about this season? Let's let's kind of just go around Confused? and give our just overall reactions, and then we'll drill. I'm down. just like I'm a little. I'm enjoying watching it, but I really feel like I have these giant gaps in my brain of not remembering stuff that I feel like is pretty important. Like I don't like quite remember how the yeah, but I don't the think drug you should call. have to remember. Well, a compound B, that's silly. You don't remember that. Like that's I remember silly. it, but I'm like. What with I couldn't remember, the like, compound was v? like was he's taking it as a drug, but then who knows he's taking it? Where's he getting it from? Isn't wasn't he a drug runner at one point? What happened to that storyline? So I feel like, and what was with him and Starlight in the warehouse with Huey? Like, what? I don't like remember a lot of stuff that happened. He almost died. He didn't die. Anyways, I feel like I need to rewatch a couple episodes. So I'm I'm a little bit confused. But other than being confused. Um, I really like the addition of Stormfront because I don't think she's going to be a, a straight up obvious villain, villain the way Homelander is. Oh, he pretends to be good, but really he's a psychopath. Immediately with Stormfront, just in the way that she's talking about Vought and the way that she has her public image, I'm like, no, 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 no. There's going to be layers to her. Like, how did she end up here? Who is she really connected to? Why is she able to say these things? And I like that the layers are slowly being revealed with each episode because yeah. it's not going to be as simple as she's just evil. There has to be something bigger going on. So I think that makes it uh, exciting and, and is drawing me in. And I think she she adds this whole like cop she there's an element of the show that's a comment on america but i don't think that is within the main boys characters they're just like the heroes against the system but there's this amazing scene between her and homelander anthony star iacash and anthony star at the end of the at the end of the first episode or no the fourth episode which is when you also hear more about her backstory mm-hmm. where she says you know she's basically telling him that Time is passing him by. She's this great line where she says, you don't need 50 million people to love you. You need 5 million people that are pissed and, and, right. and you know, have them on Twitter. And she said, I don't have – you have fans. I have soldiers. Yeah. And to me, that's such like a bigger comment on the political system where yeah. he's not like he's a good guy or anything like that. But there is this like – democratic cliche about him and she's like yeah, yeah i'm undermining the whole system yeah. so and another thing that that um an interesting part of the way her villain character is written is that i feel like it's um i can't think of the right word but it's not entirely obvious all the ways in which she is a villain and she has this one moment on the beach with starlight with annie with starlight where she says like okay put your issue aside with the deep. We need to go, we know we need to go catch, catch the, catch these people. And she says to her, and the next time someone sticks a D in your mouth, bite it off. Right. 
And it's a very harsh thing to say. And you have this moment of being like, yeah, be empowered. And you're like, wait a minute, you're victim blaming. And you're basically telling her it's your own fault for letting this happen to you. And if you know anything about sexual assault, it's not like when, when someone is, is being assaulted, it's not so easy to necessarily like fight back and protect yourself. Like right, it's sort of so going to survival like mode. She's being all like girl power, for, right? But, but she's it's not. She's, victim. she's she paying is victim. a lot of lip service to populist woke sort of concepts. Yes. But she has another agenda, which is essentially to undermine those things. Right. Which and, I think and, is and, uh, fascinating. Right. And, and the reality is that if you go back to that first episode and you look or that those early episodes when that, and that happens to Starlight, she's in survival mode. She is not a superhero protecting the world. She's just trying to save herself through that, you know, and get through that, this horrific experience, which is traumatic to her. And so I felt like in that moment, I was like, Ooh, she's, she's evil on lots of, on lots of levels. This is like a very interesting multi-dimensional character because it's a bit um, subversive or it's like you know it's it's surprising how they're how they're um how she's kind of undermining like you said each of the each of the characters you know because she's doing that just as much to starlight in that moment that she does to homelander later on when she when she call you know like even that small moment where she's like you know you got to be you got to get here first gramps or whatever she says when he misses the opportunity to kill kimiko's brother anyways so she's She's getting inside all of their heads. I have to say that I think that I was so excited for season two that like I couldn't help put myself in the situation where I may be disappointed in it. And it sucks because I really love the show and I'm so super happy to watch it and I hope they make many more seasons. Like I'm enjoying it. I just feel like there's a there's like a bunch of like weird writing choices or story development choices that feel like a bit disjointed or anticlimactic that I'm just sort of like wait what like the like the arguing between the boys and the butcher still I'm like really like guys oh yeah it's just like a bit repetitive and it's a bit like I I need the story to move forward I've been waiting on this show for so long you know and and look if it is spoiler if um butcher's wife is like but you don't want kids and you just and like like bye we're breaking up after all of this and i'm like okay fine just break up well, he doesn't want her kid that he doesn't want he doesn't he doesn't want, he doesn't want, want a super he doesn't kid. want a super like a super kid right. he and he's also kid. upset because homelander raped his wife but he can't right. get past it uh i want to bring in so our dear friend mark toner was gonna try to come in but he couldn't but he did send some notes he, he was he was detained but he wait was... i just have to say sorry i, I just okay. feel like hold on i just have to say you that... interrupted someone who's not here no but i i feel like i wasn't finished i okay. i just feel like that that love story <sighs> and that whole thing was so well, becky you gave an answer 15 minutes or what you think of the show and you don't even remember it so i'm just saying size aside at least it was about the show and not about the postal service i'm just well should i ask for that no, the point that is that important. the point is that I feel like that love story and that whole thing between them and all the drama and him searching for her. And then it's basically, she's like in a Subaru and she's like, sorry, I'm not coming with you. <laughs> but I, I have to say, I was always yeah. suspicious of her commitment to him in. So like, in, is it, like, is this I just always done? felt like just done and we can move on now. After no, all I, I don't think so. But Mark, Mark writes in and he says, he says the first few episodes he found were a little bit plotting. It took him, 
it took him a lot to pull him back in the show and and that there's way too much time on the deep story now mark's mm-hmm. a huge butcher fan because the butcher he felt like the butcher there wasn't enough of the butcher um and 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 my my i, I don't agree with that because if anything i feel like right now they they butcher's character is like on a different show than everybody else right exactly still like being grumpy like huey's they, proven his value right they need to like, rewrite that or something get him back uh, on track but i do agree that it's so much time spent on the deep story and i'm like to what so, end? How is this going to serve the show? Well, A, first of all, his well, the therapist is Susan from yeah. Friends. Yeah. Love, love that. S- second Great of all. Great casting. Great casting. There. The cult is clearly going to play a big role right. later. It's setting it up for that cult, which is. Uh, yeah. I, I, don't, I don't mind the deep scenes. No, you know I who I mind? Funny. You know who I mind? M.M. and Frenchie. I don't think they are bringing anything to this. Oh, I, I like you. No, That's they're funny. just like this weak bridge between Huey and the Butcher. But they're not yeah. really serving any purpose, and they're taking up time. I see, I see what you're saying. Like, Whereas like, I thought M.M., I was, like, enjoying watching, like, a bit more character development with him and having him have more of a role since Butcher's not doing anything. Right. But but, but, but Frenchie's way like, wasted. But, but like, part of me. Just well, a lovelorn kind of drug addict? Parts. Yeah. You know, I, I just don't think, like, those guys were supposed to be more, they were more prominent. Also, when now, you talk about plot holes, it's like anything can go wrong in a snap. Well, then why don't you take turns sitting in front of this guy just watching his hands be tied up? Yeah, they're a little bit, they're a little Like, bit they're a little loosey-goosey. Yeah, they're just like a bunch of duct tape. <laughs> I, yeah, I think, it's like, I think the, po- I think one of the problems with the show is the politics within the soups and the seven and is is just and and Vought is so interesting and then the outside story of the boys apart from Huey and Starlight is just like a typical ragtag group story where I'm like just like it's just not it's not holding like, me I, I just want to like get I back am, to like Homelander yeah. and Maeve okay like, I, f- I feel like this is one of the things that's confusing me about the show I don't entirely know what the boys are trying to accomplish other they have different general, goals. Right. Other than this general idea that they hate soups and want to take down Vought. But like that's pretty much it. What but like how do they want to do that? It seems very muddy and confusing. I don't really understand what wife. what their plan is, what they're how they're gonna do it. Like, okay, the CIA, if they provide information to the CIA, the CIA will scrub their records clean. But like, is that their goal? Because then yeah, that becomes also, the goal, or is the goal then, to take down Vought? Like it's just very confusing. Yeah, it's very. It is. It is very strange. Um, one thing I think that is incredibly strong about this, Mark also agrees, is Anthony Starr. How, like, I agree with him. He was in Banshee, which is also a brutal show, and there's nothing funny about the violence in that show. It's no, just yeah. brutal, and. He is so different in this show. I mean, he's always like a step away from violence in that show too, but he is so different. I feel like he is he'll he's emerging out of this show as the true star that I thought he should be when he was in Banshee. Because Homelander, like when he tenses up his jaw and he makes that face, I feel like he's like acting with his facial muscles and it's fantastic. Yeah. And he's great. He's really good, and he is so and I terrifying. Liked, I like, I like, I believe that. it. He's so terrible, but it's a, it's a great. He has great t- character development this season. Whereas he's so terrifying, but then it's hilarious to watch him get so annoyed by the memes and like <laughs> about him and like so stressed out and so bogged down 
and he has like no self-confidence well, he's very fragile you yeah know? like how psycho and how fragile he is but I and how that's a great combo driving him closer to to want to be closer to his and, son as he feels more alienated from from and, like his and fans he's I not guess. that smart which i find <laughs> great like well he's always been very strong so he's never had but, to be but he is smart. always a step ahead of everyone he he's a step ahead but it's kind of without like real calculation like he outs Maeve but for revenge not for any kind of strategy or you know what well, I mean? Well it Just, is he, he uh, picks the moment to do it when he's being asked about diversity in the seven when Melissa Menounos's character asks him about Maria Menounos but yeah I don't Maria, know. Maria Menounos sorry. I guess. Um, I don't know I just feel like I like that that there's this mix of psych psychotic behavior with a, not the sharpest tool yet he's smart enough um and not, has no confidence i think it's i think he's he's fascinating he's how great. how are you all feeling about huey and annie mark says he is not feeling the spark don't care yeah like i feel like with me it's a bit tough if you've lost me on all the love stories like that is true. I don't yeah, care about yeah, any I of the love stories. Don't care like, about any of the love stories. I'm even Butcher and Butcher and Becca in the first season. I was like super invested. Yeah. And then I was like, I'm anticlimactic. I'm more interested much. in Huey's relationship to Billy Joel songs than I am <laughs> his relationship. Also, with like, him. how do you think that happened? Did they just buy the rights to like his entire? So good. Yeah, I mean, it's a licensing thing, but yeah. The, the, but I also love that I, the I song love. "Only Human," which is a not exactly a core Billy Joel hit. This is a song right. that is was a single released as part of the Billy Joel's Greatest Hits 1 and 2. Remember that double CD? Yeah, 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 of course. The last song or second to last song on that. And and I just love that that's the song that's repeating. And then they bring you some We Didn't Start the Fire. The fire. And yeah. I'm, like, I'm like, who doesn't want more? We-? I mean, I would and say pressure. like my, my biggest requests are more Billy Joel, more yeah. Aya Cash. Yeah. Like that's yeah. what I need more of. And I, and I could like, if MM and Frenchie. And again, I just need away, a, I a clear motivation with clear stakes for, um, <laughs> for the, for the boys. So, I mean, so what you're saying is again, you want to understand the plot. No, because it's, there's two dueling things going on right now. Do they want their record scrubbed clean so they can get back to their lives or do they want to take down Vod? And it's not that those two things can't exist together. They can, if it it's was, once we take they... down Vod, we can get back to our normal lives, but that's not how they're playing it. They're like these two, they treat it like it's two opposing factors. I'm like, so what's it about? Every episode you're trying to achieve annoying something. annoying that they're like not really acting like they're on the same team. I'm like, the show is called The Boys. Can you just all be on the same team? Humans? Well, I, I just also, think that, if that the part Butcher is the is original missing, part of the show. If Butcher is Everything missing, is so original except that part. But Butcher is missing, mysteriously missing. How does Frenchie call him? We don't know where he is. They spend the first like so episode saying they of, don't know where he is. And then he's like, I called him. This is this is my actually my favorite thing about this show is that it does something that The Last Kingdom does too, which is like they do leave out a lot of stuff, and I'm good with that. Like when the butcher goes and he goes to break into Becca's compound and he says, "I'm going to Becca's compound," and the next time you see him, you see him jumping the wall. I'm like, thank goodness, because I did not want to watch like his road trip and how he snuck in the front or whatever. Like the assumption is shooting all the guards. Exactly. Like get us like walks up to her car and put like pausing. Give the 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 camera the finger. I feel like 
or just wear a hat and then don't show them your face. Yeah, that was very Ugh. stupid. Or change oh. your facial hair. Like there's so many things you could do to make this a little bit harder for them to find you. That that's that that that's that that's totally true. What's and, and Black Noir's I, I, power? I don't know, but I, I just love the fact that he's called Black Noir. It's like it, there's so many great satirical moments in it <laughs> that is, you know, that it's right. That's that's one thing that I also will say that I do love about the show and loved in season one and still love in season two is that it's funny. Yeah, it, it is dark. You know, fun. and that's that's fun. I think Black Noir is just like a super strong, stealthy ninja. I don't know. Maybe. I just love that he doesn't talk. He's and I like, like I love the Homelander answer, and we have Black Noir who does not identify as right. a race or does not and, have a race. And so those people are fine. Yeah, that was Homelander's like glib dismissiveness of those values versus Stormfront, who is pushing those values and using them to rally people, but also manipulating people is, is really, really interesting. And it's yes. far more interesting than trying to get the bad guys. And I think that's, oh, yeah. and, and, and in that sense, like my base level is I really love this show. I want to see more of it, but I, but I can, I'm okay. Like being like, okay, four episodes in guys, let's, let's bring this together already. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, I think we've talked a lot about, Stormfront. Do you want to talk at all about the big reveal about her that happened at the end of episode four? Sure. I, that she's old. I don't. That she's that really. she's really seventy. She has, and she she has to be like in... one of the first soups then. Yeah. Yes. I just to me it just to me it just means like I now see the character as this like really really social media savvy horny bubby. Right. <laughs> <laughs> like that's like that's how Aya Cash plays it, and it's really funny, right? And it's and it's also clearly someone who has been waiting for her second wind, you know? Oh, uh-huh. the Billy Joel, Billy Joel. There we go. She's been plotting her she's waiting. She's plotting her comeback. She's waiting for her second wind. So okay. she's got her second wind, and let's watch out. Okay. Okay. Let's do let's do MVPs, LVPs, MIPs. All right, Becky. Do you want to go first? Um. Uh, do I want to go first? Yeah. Okay. Um, my MVP. Um, is oh, I'm I'm torn between um Kamiko and Stormfront because I think they're two super interesting characters right now that I'm excited about. I want to and see more. And they've been set up to be arch enemies. Yes. Yeah. And so I guess what but, I'll do is but I'm it's clear do... one is more power, much more powerful than okay, the other. So I'm going to do, right. Well, that's, I need an underdog. That's what makes it interesting. So I'm going to put Stormfront as my MVP. Um, Cause I think she, you know, she comes out of the gate super strong. She's really interesting. She all, like we talked about her a 10. So we know that. Um, and I'm going to put Kamiko as my, um, uh, MIP, my most improved player, because if I look at her from season one to where oh, she is good. now, and that that arc and that setup at the end of episode four of this arch enemy, and I, I do hope actually that they really emerge as the leading characters, because as we're talking about, the boys are like barely keeping it together, and my um and my least uh what my whatever my my least valuable player is uh A Train. Why is he even on the show? What? What is well, he doing? But that's part of what Homelander is saying to him that he's like he's a junkie. He's not. He says you're not. Yeah. I love what so he's unla- un- the top twenty fastest of the right. So if he, if he <laughs> if something interesting happens with him where he ends up helping Starlight or the boys as a way of getting 
back at Homelander and Vought, or, you know, even if he's not fully trustworthy, okay, cool, I'm happy you kept him around. But so far, we got four episodes, and I got nothing from him. See, I think he's a good second-level villain. In some ways, he's like a villain that Huey can handle. Like, Huey can't... (laughs) Like Huey can't fight Homelander. Like, like maybe he will eventually, but Starlight and Butcher are really the ones who are matched up with Homelander vis-a-vis the yeah. story. Huey is more like an annoyance to Homelander, whereas A Train is really, really focused on Huey and because he killed Huey's girlfriend, and because part of why he he got you know all the stuff got exposed was because oh, of right. Huey. So I feel like and and A Train he's fast, but he's getting weaker. So I feel like he and Huey. And, and, you know, there's there's a there's like a match there. You have Kamiko, and that's a very comic book thing to do, right? Or a movie trope. Thing. Yeah, matchups. Then Kamiko and Stormfront, and then maybe Homelander and Stormfront, but but Kamiko and Stormfront because of the revenge story. So I feel like you've got you've done some good, you know that they're, they're, that part is developing really well. What about you, Lil? Um, I I erroneously chose MM as my MVP. <laughs> Did I ruin it for you? No, no. I just I feel like you MM, can have him. I think I, th- I think you make a good point about his character I, development. I I appreciate like I was like Butcher's like barely in this season. Who I love, I love that character, and um, I believe we're getting a little bit more of his backstory about what his dad did, his OCD. Well, he he know. drops like a little a little nugget there, and he says that there's some really bad blood between his family and either Vaught or superheroes and Vaught. So we'll obviously find out about that, but they got to give him something. Otherwise like, right. Other, right. You know, so, and then a train was my least. Sorry. I I have a little baby here who is uh, needed to eat. Um, A train is the worst. Uh, So he's my LVP (laughs) for all the reasons that Becky said. Um, And my most improved is the deep. Because I was like, okay, the show. Okay. I'm loving like how dumb you are, and this cult is just like manipulating. I mean, the manipulating whole manipulating the shit out of him, which is just so funny. Bringing in the wives as if he was like Tom Cruise, right? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And I, I'm like, if you're gonna make his arc more interesting, because he's the the connection to another villain or another mm-hmm. foe or whatever. Sure, and we get a laugh at his expense. Sounds great. That's that that makes a lot of sense. That that's very cool. Okay, so my MVP, I'm gonna, it, you know, it's either gonna be Stormfront or it's gonna be Homelander. Becky said Stormfront, so I'm gonna go with Homelander because I think Anthony's star is like playing on such yeah. a high level as an actor, and he is just so terrifying and disturbed, and he brings fear when Starlight talks about her fear of walking around the tower because he could be around any corner. That's how I feel when she's in a scene is that he could be around any corner. And I think that that is a tribute to how they've written the character and his performance. So for me, there's your MVP. My LVP is going to be Frenchie between MM and Frenchie. It's going to be Frenchie because why did he leave that Red Bull can in the room with a telepathic person? Like, He's not his, part of his character is not that he's telekinetic. Dumb. Telekinetic, <laughs> sorry, telekinetic. But he's not that part of his character is not that he's dumb. And I get that he was trying to be nice to him, but like, what was he thinking? And and I so between the two of them, who I don't think are bringing much to the season, that, that he's going to go lower because of that scene. 
And then my most improved character is actually for me is going to be Huey. I, I, I think Jack Quaid, like he already had a high point, but I like just love him now. I, I think he, I think Huey, Huey establishing himself as a leader in the group and earning the respect of the other guys of, of really having some good ideas and even though the Vought thing didn't work out he he had a method to his madness i love how he stands up for his moral compass to me hugh and and also just his ability to still be have the funniest things happen to him so for me (laughs) because from the beginning i was like so the show's about this guy okay cool he's related to dennis quaid whatever but but like now i like this season has made me even more of a big jack quaid fan so i'm gonna go most improved for all right all right, let's get into Rex and shoutouts. Lily, you have now had a baby, survived multiple surgeries. What are you watching? Um, That's the next question people want to know after. Okay, so if you know me after nearly, or what is our anniversary soon, our podversary for three Podversary's years. in October, yeah. Right. Um, if you know anything about... Okay, come back to me because I mine are really good. Just come okay. Back. All right, Becky, what about you? Your Rex and your. Show. I have no joke. In the last week, essentially exclusively been watching Seinfeld. <laughs> I'm. I didn't. I actually started on. I just randomly started at season. First, I did a playlist that Shy made of all of the kid-friendly episodes. Then I watched a couple from season, I think nine, and then I actually started at season three. I've watched all of season three. I'm partway through oh, four. I'm gonna okay. finish. I'm gonna go back and do one and two. I. I cannot get enough. How, it, it makes me so happy to watch. It's obviously not perfect. It's obviously a little dated, but in a lot of ways, it's more tame than some of the stuff that's built on it now. And I think it's hilarious. It's, it's, it's it, it, classic honestly, comedy. Even though some of it, like you're saying, is dated, it holds up as absolutely hilarious. Um, and I love it. And it makes me so happy. And I just am binging. And there's so many episodes I just all I do is I just binge that, and I'm I'm also still watching Rake on on Netflix, which is awesome. Julia freaking Louis Dreyfus, just she's... a national freaking treasure. Like I know people think the embassy should be spread around, and that's fine. No, she could just have them. But that's but fine. she is truly royalty, right? She like is phenomenal. And I was and I haven't seen all of Curb Your Enthusiasm, but I've seen enough of it to feel like I understand the Larry David caricature much better and so now watching george i appreciate how funny george's character is whereas i think when it was originally on air he was very irritating and and i didn't my like kids him. think he's but the now. bad my, my kids think he's the bad guy i mean <laughs> basically because when you see curb and you understand larry david you go back and you're like oh and you know george is based on him yeah, and george it's is nice character. compared to larry david well he's like he's a caricature version you know he's another yeah. version of larry david it's um it's it's amazing it's truly amazing so that's it i just say right. like uh my rex rx has been watching um seinfeld <laughs> i wanna so i have a few i have a few i have a bunch today but i'll go really quickly number one andy shankman one of our oldest buddies the shank man himself he has been part of a band called jump cuts for many many years and they put out great music they released a single earlier this year um, and a song on it, which is on and on and on. And the name of the single is And And. So on and on and on is the song. And And is the single. And it is 
absolutely phenomenal. And I think it would be a great song to put, like, you know, the non-Billy Joel parts of The Boys? It would fit beautifully in the in the energy and the imagery and the edginess of it. And I texted him and I said this, and I realized this, he probably would not, like, endorse this because it's me being catty about another band. But I said, this is what Arcade Fire wishes they could sound like. This song is truly fantastic. And Andy has given us permission to put it at the end of an episode. So Ooh, at the right end on. of today's episode, you will hear And And by Jump Cuts. And, uh, sorry, you will hear On and On by Jump Cuts from the And And single. And we'll put the links in the in the show. And I hope you enjoy it because it's fantastic. Go listen to it on Spotify, iTunes, wherever. We started Troop Zero last night, which is adorable. Again, it's very oversimplified in some ways. So, uh, uh, in some ways, but if, it, if you take it on its face value of a story about young women going to, you know, like young women kind of finding themselves and their troop leader and all of that, very, 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 very good and very fun. We were watching it with the kids. We got halfway through. I liked it. I would have kept watching. Misfits. I finally figured out who gets the I Told You show. It is uh, someone I know from work. Her name is Emily. She's awesome. I finally figured out that it was her, and I stopped what we were doing. We were having a conversation just to explain her I Told You shows and give her one. So, Emily, you're a genius. You get the I Told You show. Right on. I am watching The Expanse because of Josh, and I will say this is not, like, amazing just yet, but it's but it has some really cool parts, including... Thomas Jane in like a noir Blade Runner type of role. And that's something I'm that keeps me hooked into the show. And Allie doesn't have any interest in it. So it's a show I've been watching on my own. And then um, and, and yeah, so that's where I'm at. And uh, that's where I'm at in terms of my wrecks. How about you, okay. Lily? Are you I, able to give them? I now? will try. Um, I'll try to be fast. Um, I wrote them down because I have no memory. OK, so if you know me, you know that if like something that I love is like some star-crossed lover situation or like some like drama and like just bump it up a notch and put that drama in space and I'm buying it like I really like space love dramas um I've decided and I'm gonna get on that bandwagon but also um Hillary Swank man like that woman can bring it and I am all in on Away on Netflix. Yeah, is it good? I really Rec? liked it. Okay. I, I don't think it's for everyone. I think there's like two episodes. Let's say there's 10 episodes. There are two episodes that it's just too much like about the drama and not enough about the space stuff. So and you well, just trudge through those and then like you get to like watch like space stuff, which I just think well, is cool. Let me say this, Lily. The Expanse doesn't have a Star-Crossed Lovers component that I know of just yet, but I would never recommend it to Becky I think there's a scenario because I just, I think you would be like, what is this? Like, what is this like third rate sci-fi show? Like, I just, I like meaning like you could watch it and maybe like it, but I'm not going to like put my reputation on telling you to watch this show. Right. Like if I watch it, it's, it's by my own choice. Right. Like if you watch it and you like it, that makes me so happy because then we have a show to watch. But I think there is a chance because Lily has that like lost in space, like nerd sci-fi side of her. That bit, yeah. that 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 the expanse has enough in it that you would but you would be I, into it. I will say, it too. I will say that what has this show has it going for it. You like Josh Charles shy too, and he's in. You love Josh Charles. You do, I and he has like a, a good. Long time. I know. And mom was just sitting there being like, he is ugly, but like if you look at his whole face, he's so good looking. 
Like she just kept saying that. She's like, his nose is ugly. His forehead's ugly. His chin's ugly. But look at that face. He's so good looking. And I was like, calm down, good He's wife. like a Jewish Matthew McConaughey. I don't know if he's actually Jewish. I don't know but if he's like, Jewish. Right? But he, he looks like um, a Jewish Matthew so he, McConaughey. He's got a pretty, like, you know, dramatic role. What I like about it is that it's quote-unquote realistic. Like, it's not futuristic or anything. Like, this could supposedly happen all like right the expanse now. is not realistic right i'll tell you that um so that you know we finished it and we watched it like as a family and yeah i would say i'm again i'm not putting my reputation on the line which i don't think you have to watch it but i was i was entertained um i just watched don't think twice that becky recommended which i had meant to see but then i forgot about it the movie about the improv people recommend that that was fun it was great um, yeah it was great. really interesting yeah um, I watched your guys' favorite actress, Lily Reinhardt, Betty from Riverdale. Oh. Uh, in her teen drama, Chemical oh. Hearts. Oh my goodness, right. Lily. You're having a, you're knocking out, some, I, I haven't I, seen I, this, but you are okay. knocking out some I, solid watches here. From you're last helping week, the people. From last week where I was like, I can't watch anything. I just had a baby. I have, I have taken it up a notch it's because you're now you're in the mode where you're nursing like basically 12 hours a day like a, and like a you ba- that's it you essentially nurse 50 percent of the day and, and so you like, need stuff I, to watch i can't sleep this whole time i have to watch tv then i watched the reese witherspoon part of that first episode of home edit what what is that show it's a show where people organize other people's closets. Oh, so I'm going to watch someone organize their closet instead of oh, organizing this is ali told me it was like her dream show she loved every minute of it right i think I, I don't know if I could watch the whole show. I have enough with like Queer Eye, but, but it was fun office. seeing the Reese Witherspoon part because they organized like all her movie memorabilia. <laughs> and, you know, I'm a sucker for that shit. So I thought that was pretty fun. And, and the girls didn't seem really nice. And then um, obviously Life in Pieces, which I guess will be replaced by Seinfeld when I finish it because it's kind of like that same sort of like feel good. Helps get yeah. the oxytocin going. Yeah. Um, and then I watched also I Can Never Be Your Woman. And that oh, was so cute. cute. With, yeah, with Paul Rudd and Michelle Pfeiffer. Oh, yeah, Amy Heckerling. I, that's my, that's my like but dated really but enjoyable wreck. Like, like I kept being like, I, I was very surprised that a lot of the jokes, which would not be okay today, were from 2007 and well, not 1997. And I'm like, I forget how long ago 2007 was. Yeah, and you know? yeah, but also it is a movie that is making some pretty heavy comments on like ageism in Hollywood. So on right. one hand, it has some like very and much race. Like, yeah, There's like a, some stuff yeah. about race in there. Yeah, but yeah. So like on one hand, one hand it it has some pretty smart stuff. On the other hand, it's sort of out of time, so it doesn't. Yeah, but doesn't it was work. it was cute. So um, yeah, I've really brought it. I brought my game up this week. That's good. All right. Now you got to get on Misfits because you'll like Misfits. That. Yeah, that's next on the docket. That'll probably right. be tonight. Okay, Becky, where can people follow you? At Paper BK Princess on Twitter. Lily, where can people oh, follow you? And I forgot to say, Chemical Hearts, Amazon Prime. It was better than most of the teen shit on Netflix. Amazon Prime and, has higher quality yeah, stuff. It's definitely higher quality and not your typical. It's more of a serious teen drama. But um, it was entertaining enough. It was sweet. And yeah. Um, and not like feel good. Like it, it's like more serious. Um, uh, Chichi, C-H-I-C-H-I-K Gomez on uh, Twitter. And I know, Shay, you're going to run through the causes we're supporting and the charities we're supporting. 
at the very end, but I just, before I forget, I want to say that I, um, I'm going to make a donation to Every Mother Counts, which is a charity that uh, helps make sure that women survive childbirth uh, in the United States. And then I think a total of seven countries around the world, um, because it's no joke. And me too. Yeah. That right now. Um, it's really, yeah, it's no joke. And in the United States, it's a serious issue um, that like women don't survive childbirth as much as you think that they should. And then of course, in other parts of the world. And I know there's a lot of causes to support right now and a lot of things to support right and, now. And in the United States, certainly disproportionately women of color, of black color, women right. um, um, have much higher mortality rates than, than white women, which and, is a very serious issue. And uh, you'd think that that would be impossible, but it is entirely possible. Childbirth is dangerous. And I just feel like for me personally, this week, that's an important cause to, to support. Um, so I just want, I didn't want to forget that. And uh, you're up, Shay. You can follow me at Pancake and the number four table on Twitter and Instagram and Letterboxd. You can follow, what is that? What's going on there? You just... Oh, sorry. Nope. Mom's like my windows open. <laughs> someone's just like mowing the grass. You can follow all the Friday Night Movie shenanigans at Friday Night Movie on Twitter and Instagram or Friday Night Movie As Lily mentioned, we are supporting some important causes. Every week we mention the NAACP Legal Defense Fund and the Equal Justice Initiatives. These are really, really important things for our democracy, especially right now as we get into voting season. So please uh, look look at both of these initiatives. And then I want to single out a, a, a charity that Allie and I supported this week called Bass Kids, basskids.org. Uh, it's local to the D.C. area. Um, it's fa- founded by an amazing woman that I know and, and, uh, and, and, and some other folks, but uh, the woman I know, her name is Jasmine Butler. And it is dedicated to promoting reading amongst kids in schools, particularly in underserved areas. Right now, they're doing a project that is especially focused on black authors and books that talk about self-esteem and and racial equality. And uh, they themselves go in and read books for schools. And so Ali and I went on their website to make a donation. They prefer a monetary donation right now because of the uh, because they're working with a specific curriculum of books. So we actually went and we the uh, you had an option to donate, you know, uh, so many books per student or something like that or just nom- or just or just support a whole classroom and Ali and I su- decided to support a whole classroom uh for bass kids so check out b s b a s k i d s dot org b a s k i d s dot org and check them out it's a very cool way to make immediate impact uh because again these folks are on the ground doing the work with the kids. They're extremely dedicated, and uh, it's a very cool local um, a local uh, foundation. And then uh, from there, I'll talk about the fact that the what uh, the Friday Night Movie theme will kick in. It is by What Does It Eat. We have new music on Spotify and iTunes. And stay tuned at the end, not for music from us. But for music from Jump Cuts, the song On and On and On, our dear friend Andy Shankman and his new single, And And, it's on the new single, And And, go check it out, it's really, really awesome. And with that, it's been so great to see you guys, I'll see you later, love you, bye. Bye!